RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system in our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we are so excited to finally be able to share it. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat. Pavi helps Athena patch herself up as she tells her about her first night back and they address some concerns going forward. They are interrupted by Thalassica, who wants to begin cashing in on Athena's end of their deal. Athena reunites with her parents, which was healing, but difficult. Athena finds out that not only is her father's restaurant in trouble, but also that her grandparents were lost to a mine collapse several years prior, and the years were especially hard on her mother. Time didn't freeze when she ran away. Things have changed, and they aren't as she left them. Now she and Pavi head to Central, her appointment with Inquisitorial looming over her like a haze of uncertainty. You speed through Caldonix with Pavi on the back of the Cory cycle, heading to your appointment with Inquisitorial at the Spire. You can smell the salt water spray as you cut over the canal, the water being knocked up into the air by the cycle's downward thrust. Pavi effortlessly swerves between the streets, startling a small crowd of toppers who are filtering out from the station to head to Olair Resort. You arrive at Central and pull into the parking area below the main building, reserved for regulators. I think Athena gets off the bike, and she takes off her helmet, and she fluffs her hair back out, because, you know, it gets trapped under a helmet. You gotta make sure it's it's looking okay for an important appointment such as this. Sure. Gotta be put together. Pavi gets off the cycle with you and takes off her helmet, and she has a worried expression. Um, Athena, I, I think I'm gonna take a personal day and, um, do some looking into brain stuff. You know, I, I don't really know how expensive it is, and I don't like the idea that someone's been in my head poking around. I mean, the augment might help, but I don't know if it's going to fix what's already wrong. Should should I maybe look for a psionic? Like, maybe in Pantheon? Or... Oh. I don't know. I don't... This is weird. What um, do you think? What should I do? Uh, Pantheon apparently has a lot to offer from what I'm hearing, but I think that's a good idea. We gotta get you safe somehow, right? Yeah, somehow. Um, okay, well, are you gonna be alright going up by yourself? Yeah. Alright, um, well then I'll leave you here and I'm gonna... I guess I'll go poke around a bit. Okay, well, drive safe. Yeah, I will. I'll see you at home? I think so. I can make my way after my appointment, no no problem. Alright. And she'll straddle the bike and put her helmet on and give you a small wave and kick it to life and ride back into the city. Oh, there she goes. And I'm alone again. 
Right, yeah, so you're standing at the base of the spire. In the central column, there is an elevator you can take up, and there's a set of stairs that lead up the side, too. And it's not the same elevator that you'd taken before, but the style is much the same. Orange lights, the same ding, the same slow open and closing of the doors. I would very much so like to take the stairs. She side-eyes the elevator. Yeah, Does not want to go near it. With the, the lights over the doors, it almost looks like it's glaring back at you. Ugh. It's a real Home Alone moment. <laughs> <laughs> you climb the metal stairs to the second floor area that rings the spire. And just like you did yesterday, you can look up and it's a little bit... It's actually a little bit darker right now because it's, it's still the evening after the crystals have been discharged. But you can look up and as you're climbing the stairs, you see another pair of regulators... Exit the spire onto an awning high, high above before leaping off, spreading their wingsuit wings, and gliding off into the darkness. Back into the main foyer reception area. Is Rebexy there? Rebexy is there. Athena waves. She looks up at you and her hair cords jostle a bit, and as she sees you, the light blue of her eyes angle up and... Oh, Hello. Hi. You're right on time. Oh, good. Um, am I waiting here? Or am I? Do you know what floor I need to go to? No, yeah, she will wait here, and um, someone will come down to fetch you. I think. Okay. If you want to go wait in the over there in the waiting area. Oh, yeah, I can do that. How are you feeling? I saw the report that uh, Tuka put in yesterday, or earlier today, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I got shot a couple of times, but you know, that's business as usual for a regulator. Yes, it said you were wounded when you left the scene. Have you received treatment? We keep a med kit at the apartment, it's not too shabby. She, her eyes narrow just a little bit at you and says, don't be reckless. I don't try to be. You've had quite a homecoming so far. <laughs> you're not kidding. Well, glad you're on one piece. Me too. Well, I will let them know that you've arrived. Okay, I'll leave you to it. As you're walking away, she says, Oh, um, they assigned you to Inquisitor Zidol. Oh, do I know that name? I don't think you do. The Inquisitors, the force itself is big enough that, like, you probably don't know everybody. Yeah. I mean, oh, for sure. I think there's at least a couple hundred, so Inquisitorial is smaller than Regulation. But people, at least when you were, you know, here before, when you used to be a regulator, it was more you were assigned an area, like mm. a sector of the city. So you right. kind of knew everybody in your area, but that was... So yeah, you'll go... Are you just going to the, the seating area? Yeah. In the waiting area. I mean, there, there are more people here now than there were in yeah. the middle of the night when you were here. Um, Is that racist back? No, that guy's not here. Good. And uh, you're... In the waiting area, just killing a couple minutes before somebody comes to call you. Mm -hmm. And the monitor in the corner is playing. And there's the same news reporter drone that you have heard every time you come in. The reporter says, New footage surfaced this morning of pacifier Bolt Bulig cleaning up some thugs smuggling ballistics in the eastern districts. Bulig reportedly apprehended them after interference from several other regulators and civilians pictured here. Oh god, no. And uh, cue, oh, no. <laughs> cue a series of unflattering photos of Athena, uh, Tuka, and Nima on the bridge. Son of a bitch. You guys look beat up and tired and extremely irritated. 
And I think after a series of these, it cuts to a close-up photo of Bolt with an arm around you, giving a huge thumbs up with just that dazzling smile. And you are just glaring at the camera with a dour expression and, like, the most narrow-slitted eyes. (laughs) And there's just, like, a nice long shot. And um, I think in the middle of the shot, it pans around and everyone that's, like, watching the monitor just sort of slowly looks over and sees you. About half the waiting area looks to you with expressions of distaste. <laughs> I think she uh, she tries to slink into her coat, just pops up her collar a little bit higher to hide her face, which is extremely red. And as this is happening, um, it cuts back to a video feed of Bolt in front of a small crowd of reporters. Just doing my part. Not everyone is cut out for this line of work, but we have to pull together as a city to make do with what we have. You, citizen, and he points directly into one of the camera, the wrong camera, like the one that's not. <laughs> You're the real hero. And then it cuts back to the reporter. Oh, God. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> the reporter says, yet another notch on the belt of our mightiest protector, Bolt Bulig. Stay tuned for more, folks. A couple whispers going around in the area and <laughs> people notice you. Before Athena sat down, I'd like to retcon that she got a tiny little cup of water from a water cooler, <laughs> and she's just just slurping on it real loud. Excellent. <laughs> real slow. There's a woman sitting next to you. She picks up her purse and sits as far in her seat away from you as she can, without moving. And, um... Maybe I'll just get up and stand somewhere else. <laughs> I think uh, as you move to, to stand up, you hear a voice off to the side just says, what a mook. When you turn around, it is a short arrow that obviously sounds male. Mm-hmm. Looks like about four-something feet tall. Okay. So you would tower over them. This frame is small and light, with metal alloys interwoven uh, with carbon cords and a circuitry of deep, dark blue. Hmm. And his head is shaped mostly like a regular humanoid with... Some cords and circuitry poking out of his head like short, wiry hair. And he has two eyes where you would expect to find them. The eyes are the same deep blue as his circuitry. Such a dark blue that it's almost painful to meet his gaze. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like that LED kind of dark blue that... Sort of, yeah. I I think think we're on the same page. It just hurts. Um, And I think when he sees you, he's also seen the support and he says... Big celebrity lady, huh? Already in the vids. It would appear. And she's still very red. Hmm. Alright, hotshot, you come with me. Okay. So, uh, you've, uh, you've met good old Thunderbolt then? <laughs> Thunderbolt? That's <laughs> sort of a name we throw around for him, you know? <laughs> Sound and the thunder, that sort of thing. Is he for real? I mean, what do you consider real? Um, Melting your eyes with his heat vision? Yeah, that's real. Yeah. So big you could turn a truck over? Yeah, that's real too. To be fair, I only saw him defiling corpses, so I I got a bad gauge on what he can do. Yeah, I think there's a, a narrowing, like a very quizzical, like, well, I might need to hear that story later, but... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it on tap for you. Yeah, you do that. And uh, begins walking you over towards the elevator. Oh, God. And he's ahead of you. He's not... He's assuming you're following him. He hasn't, like, stopped to check on you or anything. I mean, I can't be weird. 
I can't be weird. Um, make me a spirit roll. <sighs> you guys are you guys will make it to the elevator and the doors slide open and you feel like you're walking into a mouth. <sighs> Six. Six is a success. <sighs> so yeah, you get in there and the doors slide close and you have that same feeling of the walls closing in and you take a deep breath and you manage to find your center and you, th- you think you can do this. I don't see Davith's face this time or anything. Not this time. That's good. The arrow next to you looks over and he says, uh, yeah, how long you been gone again there? Uh, seven years. Seven years. Well, welcome back. Thanks. He nods to you and he crosses his arms and he's holding a little tablet in one of them and occasionally looking down at it. Yeah, I think you'll ride in silence for another minute or two unless you ask him anything. So you're, um, Inquisitor Zidal, was it? Zidal. Zidal, I'm so sorry. As in, is that all? <laughs> yeah, get it out, come on. It's good, loosen up. Yeah, sorry. Well... You got any questions for me, or... Um, yeah, what are... What are we doing? No one really told me what this means. I just... Rebexy made me an appointment, and I showed up for it. Sure, well, it is my uh, current understanding, and he looks down at the thing, that uh, you were a slave for seven years, kidnapped from active duty, you were a missing person, and uh, now you're back, and you're wishing to return to active duty. Yes. Is that about right? Okay. Exactly right. Right. So if you were a slave, and like this report that uh, Ms. Uh, Regulator Sato there submitted to us, that uh, you were un- under some sort of mind control, so, you know, this is partly a psyche valve mm-hmm. to make sure that you're fit for active duty, and partly to make sure that there's nothing else poking around in that noodle there. <sighs> right. So, uh, you know, just basic protocols. Makes sense. I would like to think so as well. He starts to tap the tablet on his coat as you guys are waiting. He's looking over you as you guys are going down. I think she she's trying to get out her nervous energy and fidgeting with her her thumbs, rubbing her nails. Um, mm-hmm. and like not tweaking, but like sure, just trying to keep her hands busy. Gotcha. And he's watching you do this, and he. Flicks his eyes down from your hands up to your face, and you notice that if you look at his eyes, you can see there's, like, this wispy energy. Like, the quarry is a wispy energy, and it's spiraling, and it's spiraling down towards the center where a pupil would be. That's cool. Um, And each of his eyes is moving in a different direction. So one's clockwise, one's counterclockwise, and they're both spiraling down like that. You hypnotized him. (laughs) (laughs) You hypnotized him. And uh, he has a mouth-like vent that also serves as a speaker for projecting his voice. And he's wearing a standard regulator uniform, but it has light blue trim instead of yellow. Got the blue regulator badge, the Inquisitor badge. Mm -hmm. It's hanging from his neck from a strap of leather. And over the uniform, he's wearing sort of a billowing thigh-length coat of dark leather. Except Mm. he's only four feet tall, so it's it's like not that far. So there's this shot of you, and your head is clipped by the camera so it's like your shoulders down and just your hands fidgeting and playing with themselves and his his body is like at a normal height but your hands are like right next to his head and he's just kind of sidelong looking at you and he's like you uh 
You mind not doing that right next to my face there? So I'm so sorry. And she puts them in her pockets. Her back pockets. He looks up at you and his eyes, they have like these shutters around them that can move in malleable ways and it's sort of... Like to emote? Yeah, to emote. He reaches out and pulls the emergency stop on the elevator to just stop you guys where you are and he turns to stand in front of you and faces you one hand in a pocket the other one holding the clipboard and he's again he's like four feet tall so he's much shorter than you but he looks up at you and he says um maybe you ain't cut out for this after all why listen we we got enough problems around here we don't need our people babysitting a liability because she's got something to prove to herself I don't have anything to prove I just want to go back to my old life I know but you going back to your old life ain't ain't worth the lives of other people. If you ain't ready, go home. Report says you used to be a regulator back in the day. You even knew Shin before you retired. Yeah. It's an impressive resume, but it ain't gonna cut it. I don't care how many words you got on a piece of paper. Don't get someone killed because you got a streak of pride. I wouldn't want you watching my back with the twitchy trigger fingers all. I'm fine. I just, I can't do tight spaces as well as I used to, but maybe I can see somebody about that. I just have to get get back into the flow, and then everything's gonna be fine. Yeah, well, careful you don't get back into the flow and get swept away by a wave. Mm. He throws the switch and starts the elevator back down. And he, uh, because he stands in what is probably a more awkward silence now, mm-hmm. he, um... He pulls a circular packet out of his pocket and shakes it, and there's a number of long, uh, thin crystal shards inside, and he pulls one out, and he slots it into his mouth speaker, like, vent thingy, mm-hmm. and the crystal glows brightly, and there's this sound like an enormous fan spooling up, just like a very slow wump-wump that gathers Oh, like my quickly. laptop taking off when it gets far too hot. <laughs> exactly like a laptop taking <laughs> Like off. right now, Blast perhaps. off, yeah. Um... So there's this dull whirring and the light drains from the crystal until he's holding a clear, empty, transparent quarry shard. And as he does this, the spiraling mists in his eyes wind faster. And so he's like inhaling it. Mm -hmm. And then he examines the shard idly and sort of tucks it back away and stands there. And then he exhales a puff of this multicolored vapor. Hmm. And eventually it, uh, it does ding and it opens and leads out into a hall. And most of the regulator office sections are pretty much the same like there's a number of different floors just for offices and housing and stuff like that uh and this one leads to one of the the, uh inquisitor floors and you've never really had cause to come here before usually when you deal with inquisitors it's out on a job or in like a communal space so you don't usually have a reason to be here yeah but you haven't been to this particular floor yet and he takes you down uh, a couple of halls, past the bulletin board, and, uh, man, I'm starting to talk like him now. Past the bulletin board, <laughs> you know. Takes you down a hall, past a bulletin board, past a couple open doors. It's much the same as when when you went to see Roja last night, or this morning, or however It was this morning. Was man, it was a while ago, yeah. it feels like. But takes you down a couple of corridors, um, and he's sort of, like, humming to himself as you go, just idly. What? What is that song? I don't know. It's been playing out of the monitors. I can't get it out of my damn head. <laughs> you finally come to a stop at an impressive set of double doors. Uh, last stop. 
Any last questions for me before I let you go? Let me go? Yeah, I'm not doing you either. Oh. No, I'm uh, I'm playing Mr. Messenger today. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm so, I just assumed because you were an Inquisitor and that was silly of me, I guess? Yes, I can. Yes, that is an accurate assumption. Yes, the Oculus wanted to, uh, to do this personally. Oh, fuck. Do you say that out loud? Nope. Athena doesn't say that out loud? Nope. Yeah, um, just relax and breathe. And he, uh, turns to walk away, and as he walks, there's just, like, the faintest little clinks on the ground, just like, clink, 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 clinks. He has, like, he's, like, a very small frame, so you are just this... I'm gonna draw this guy You're basically, like, like a towering monster over this yeah, she's small arrow. Giant. Yeah, Alright, so you're standing there uh, before a set of metal double doors. Yep. And they're cold, ominous, waiting. <sighs> Davis in there. As far as you know. Oh, shit, okay. I mean, I can't just leave. Not a second time. Not a second time! <laughs> I mean, you could. No, that'd be pretty bad. Athena huh? runs. <laughs> <laughs> you ride up the elevator. You ride up the elevator. You're claustrophobic. <laughs> Athena is scared, and Athena goes in the room. The the true nature of bravery, doing something even when you're scared. The doors part into a mostly dark room with cool air. They slide closed behind you as you enter. In the center of the room, there's a glass tube that runs from floor to ceiling. As you watch, you see there is a vein of jagged red crystal immersed in an orange liquid. Globules of misty green float upwards from beneath the floor and disappear into the roof. It's like a quarry lava lamp. On the far wall, behind a pane of identical glass, there is a similar sight, with rivulets of quarry in different forms and colors floating past from behind the walls, floor, and ceiling. The pieces collide with small sensory effects like light and energy sparking, and they float away into the goo as you watch. Hmm. There's a desk and chair across the room, right in front of the glass-paned wall, and the chair is facing away from you. The multicolored lights cast foreboding shadows across the room. What do you do? Guess I walk up to the desk. <clears throat> um, Oculus Dabbeth? When you speak, the chair turns. And there is a shrouded form sitting there. It is clad in the same maroon robes that you saw that night so many years ago as you watched your mentor plummet into the furnace. The hood is pulled, the face is shrouded, and the form sits staring at you in silence. What do you do? They sent me down for a psyche vow? There's a moment, the figure sits in silence for several more seconds, and then pushes itself to its feet, reaches up, and pulls the hood back. And there before you stands Jack Stavith. You stare into his eyes, and his hair is dirty blonde, and the square frames of his spectacles are glinting just as they did. You can't see his eyes. He says nothing. Hmm... Make me a smarts roll. Smarts roll? Actually, make me two smarts rolls. Shit. Two separate smarts rolls, please. Okay. That that did not go well what at did all. You, what did you get? Two and a one. Okay. Make one more. 
Five. Five? Yeah. Okay. You stare back at Jack Stavith, who continues staring in silence, ominously, a phantom. And as you watch, his body begins to dissolve and disintegrate, floating apart into nothingness. Mm. And there's no one in front of you. What the fuck? And then there is a voice from behind you. A different voice. Good. Very good. Positive sign. She turns around. And there is another form that steps from uh, a side pocket of the room that you could have sworn did not exist a moment ago. All you can see is the dark silhouette with the glowing orange frame of glasses as it walks closer towards you. And as this form emerges from the shadows and basks in the orange glow of the quarry light, they are about your height, with hair shorter than yours, onyx black streaked with gray falling past their shoulders. Their skin is pallid, almost washed out and sickly looking. Their glasses are brass framed, and a finger pushes them up the bridge of their nose as they step closer. When they emerge from the shadows, the glint on the glasses disappears, and you can see that their eyes match their hair. One onyx black, the other steely gray, slitted cat-like pupils. His smile is easy and genuine, if tired, and there's a bit of gray stubble along the jawline. His overall face is narrow and pointed, and you recognize him. His name is Silas Vaz. Silas, you scared me! I'm sorry, what, what did you see, if you don't mind my asking? Slaver. Slaver? From up top. Hmm. Okay, slaver. Um, roll persuade at minus two. Minus two. Minus two. Oh, nuts. Oh, no. What did you get? Did you crit fail? You crit failed again? I crit failed again. Oh, no. Damn it. Slaver, when, when you walked in, you were asking for Oculus Dabbeth. Yeah, well, the chair was around. I couldn't see. But you went to the chair, and you didn't... You expected to see a slaver. No, I expected to see, you know, Oculus Davith, because he... This is his office, yeah. Right? But I didn't. It was just, you know... They're wearing a hood, so I couldn't really see until it came down, and it was not who I thought it would be. I see. And he... Nods at that, purses his lips a little bit, and... Begins walking towards the desk. Was I supposed to see somebody else? She's you, sweating profusely. <clears throat> you weren't supposed to see anything, necessarily. It depends on the person. It was an illusion. Okay. Designed to evoke thoughts and emotions. It did? Um. I can see that. How do you feel? Not great. I like your hair. <laughs> Oh. It's longer, but... And he uh, blinks in surprise and looks up a little bit and grabs it with his hand and sort of tosses it and says, Oh, um, thank you. Much, much obliged. <laughs> <laughs> um, is... She takes a second. She's, a, you know, a bit confused. Mm -hmm. Where... Where's Oculus Davith? I was supposed to meet with him. What, what was his name? Zadal? Zadel? I don't remember. Zidol. 
Yes, he's been with us a short time. Highly effective, quite talented. Somewhat abrasive. Mm, <laughs> he's just doing his job. No, I don't I don't disagree. He's just not um He's not the one that we send in when we need to win their hearts over, just their minds. I, I guess I could see that. Mm. He open. He does like an open hand palm pointing at the chair across from the desk on the other side, and he moves to his own and sits down. And he says, "Um, yes, you have you have been gone some time. Um, Oculus Davith retired some years ago with you. He's no longer the Oculus. Oh, yes, it was four four years, three months, twenty six days, I believe." <sighs> You always were better with specifics than me. Um. <laughs> Takes no effort at all. Eidetic memory. What can you do? What can you do? Yes, no, um, the task of Oculus has fallen to me. That happy task. And Silas is wearing the blue Cory badge of the Oculus office, which is the same blue as the Inquisitors, but the crystals are coming from the ceiling instead of the floor. I thought I would have noticed that earlier, but I think I was a little bit, a little bit swept up in the moment. Oh, well, congratulations. Right? Yes, thank you. Are you all right? I mean, uh, yeah, I saw my parents today for the first time in, you know, a long time. So I'm a little more emotionally charged than I would be on a, on an average day, I think. Certainly, I understand. Um... Well, you understand the purpose of this meeting, I take it? More or less. More or less, yes. So you um, return to us. Of course, we're very happy to have you back. Um, you wish to return to active duty, which is, of course, commendable, and we would love to have you do so. But according to your report that was taken by Regulator Sato, mm -hmm. you've been through what sounds like tremendous trauma, and that is something that cannot be overlooked. I think she cants her head to the side a little bit, looking off and up, like, well, mm. it wasn't inconsequential trauma, but I feel like I'm doing okay with it. Speaking of trauma, I have a separate report here. He waggles a different clipboard on his desk. Um, that details a, a bit of an incident you and Regulator Sato shared this morning. <laughs> what happened? Um, she was my... Escort, as you probably know, we were just so close to my apartment, and then a group of Cory cycle thugs, no, oh, nodders, were coming for Tuka, I guess. So I just kind of got caught up in it. And then Bolt Bulig showed up. Yes, so I read. Yep. So I saw. Yep. I see you've already made a splash. It wasn't intentional. It never is, is it? No. Hmm. No, no. Well,. Athena, Regulator Sato is a bit of a lightning rod, shall we say. Um, disaster seems to follow in her wake, striking those around her with abandon. So be careful with whom you associate, especially if you aren't keen on trauma. I will take that under consideration. Mm. And I think she smiles a little awkwardly, because she really wants to hang out with Tuka more. Sure. I of course won't interfere in your personal relationships, but as someone who's already getting their face plastered around the city, and with someone someone with such high-profile familial contacts, 
Yeah. This is a bit of a dicier situation than I'm afraid you realize. Oh, no, it's not lost on me. <laughs> well... I, I, I think he, he kind of gives you a, a pitying glance. Or maybe like, it is. Tell me more. Well, with your family's involvement in Olericorp, um, I'm sure you'll find out sooner or later, Regulator Sato dispatched a well-connected ne'er-do-well in the line of duty. Uh-huh. That ne'er-do-well just so happened to be the son of a prominent Olericorp executive. Sure, you can see where this is going, yeah. but we judged that Regulator Sato's actions, while impulsive and perhaps excessive, uh, were sanctioned and within her rights as a regulator. And, uh, again, as I'm sure you can imagine, this did not sit well with many. Drove a bit of a wedge between Olericorp's leadership and the regulators, which bled over to council politics, and it also doesn't help that Regulator Sato bears the name of one of Olericorp's chief business partners that also has a controlling hold in the city. Yeah, I'd noticed that. Mm -hmm. um... I'm sure you can connect the rest. Yeah. Everyone knows your, fa your grandfather sits on the council, and your grandmother's rolling, cozying with Olericorp back in the day. Just be aware of the limelight. Hmm? It's, it's good advice. Mm. It's, it's good advice. But we can talk more about that later, if you'd like. For now, we must come back to the task at hand. As the Oculus, it is my job, my um, my function, to ensure that uh, the safety of our city remains constant. And your report contains uh, details regarding mental manipulations and controls that you mm -hmm. were subjected to, and you claim to have fought off such things and earned your freedom, which I've no doubt to be true, but in the off chance that you are still being controlled, that is something that I must look into. That so, makes perfect sense. Yes. Um, she's, I, she's very worried. Sure. I would love for nothing more than you to return to active duty as soon as possible, as quickly as possible. We need people like you now more than ever. Um, what is that? He rolls his neck a little bit and rubs at his temple and says, Athena, um, Caldonix is in many ways the same city as it's always been, but uh, seven years, these past seven years in particular have been trying. Um, things are changing. We are... And he pauses and rolls his fingers on the table a few times and says, I will be happy to give you a full dissertation after we proceed. I'm sure. Sorry. No, don't apologize. Save your questions for after the examination. I'll keep and them up here and she taps on her head. Very good. Do you have any questions for me before we begin? Well, it's not so much a question as... She kind of bobs her head back and forth trying to think about how to phrase this in a way that it doesn't sound very suspicious mm -hmm. instantly. <laughs> and he steeples his fingers and, you know, puts them in front of his face and leans back and watches you patiently, waiting. Um, so, I've got this now. And she takes a finger up to her circlet mm -hmm. and she says, I manifested this and it helped me escape. And it blocked a lot of that, you know, mind control brain interference. But I I don't know how it works. And I don't know if I can turn it off. 
is the thing. Mm. So if you want to do a deep dive, I mean, give it a shot, but I don't know how far you're going to get. Mm. It's, I, it's brand new. Mm. It's a reasonable concern, I suppose, but we won't know until we start. Mm-hmm. His eyes squint and he focuses at you and he says, it is giving off some very strong readings. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I suppose that means you did quite a good job on it. <laughs> All things considered. You. Yes, of course. You should be proud of your work. Oh, I am. Um, that being the case, we'll we'll do whatever we can. I am the Oculus, mm-hmm. and it is my uh, discretion as to how we proceed from here. So, we must give it a try, but we'll see what happens. Okay. But before we get to that, let's go through a few more basic things, shall we? Sure. Are you are you still standing? Have you seen? No, I think I sat down when he gestured at the chair. He holds a tablet up and he starts asking you questions one after the other, Mm -hmm. and they're they all seem to be of a mixture of moral questions and law enforcement type things. Mm. You spot a child hammering a quarry crystal with what appears to be a metal rod. You're quite sure that it's about to snap. This is a large crystal. There are many people nearby. Mm -hmm. What do you do? I would use my Cory to get it out of his hand. And he nods to that. Two men are fighting over a bag of cubes. Both claim the other stole it. What do you do? I mean, what else to do but bring him in for processing? Mm -hmm. One begins to run, the other does not. What do you do? I go after the runner. The other one begins to run. What do you do? Well, hmm. I've already committed to a path. I'm going to see it through. Very good. A colleague has asked you to look the other way after you catch them accepting a bribe. What do you do? Can't do that. What do you do? Hmm? What do you do? Oh, I'm sorry. Might have to send that up. It's the rules. Send that up. What do you do? What do I do? What do you do, Athena? (sighs) What course of action do you take? To whom do you speak? Their supervisor. Looks down, he makes a note. Sorry, it's been a while. No apologies necessary. (sighs) You've discovered that a superior has been giving you false orders to unknown ends. What do you do? Find out the truth. How? I don't know. Hmm. And he nods at that and makes another note. And he he continues asking you questions in this manner for a couple of minutes. And at a certain point, he he nods and stops and says, um, Very good. Let's move on. Now, as we discussed, given the circumstances, I will need to corroborate your story. We've had issues with individuals coming from the surface and causing trouble. Uh, working within the city, smuggling, murder, kidnapping, as you will know. Yeah. Um, if they have been using mind control on you, I need to be certain they don't have a hold any longer. And he stands up and he moves to your side of the desk. With your permission, I'm going to delve into your mind and handpick some details to corroborate your story. Is that alright? She wrings her hands... And I don't think she looks at him right away. People have been going into my head for seven years. 
I'm a little apprehensive about letting someone else in. Silas, please don't hurt me. <laughs> I'd like you to make a persuasion roll or a performance roll, depending on what you are more comfortable using here. Well, it would be persuasion as I'm untrained in performance. <laughs> Wonderful. Go ahead. Just a straight roll. This normally would be at a penalty, but I think your story is kind of evening it out here. Cool, cool, cool. Ten. God damn. All right. <laughs> yeah. Good roll. Good roll. Thank God. Making up for that crit fail earlier. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a bad one to fail. It was a bad one to fail. It was really bad that one to fail. It didn't go unnoticed, by the way. Oh, no. Dude, this, oh, man, this is going to be a real tangled web. <laughs> All right. Um, I think your success with a raise and your attempt to get him to go easy on you is going to apply a penalty to any of these contested roles for him. Oh, cool. Maybe he is either going a little bit easy or you, you got him in the feels and mm. he doesn't realize he's going easy. So you say this and I think, I think he pauses, um, not really expecting that reaction and he kneels down to be, he's not eye level with, you know, you guys are like the same height, mm. uh, but he kneels down and looks at you and says, Athena, you have my word that I will invade only so much as I need to, to establish what you've told me, but I must try, and I must do it, and if this is too much for you to handle, then you shouldn't be a regulator right now. I guess I can be brave. <laughs> I dare say you must be. Okay. And then... Do it, but fast, maybe? I guess it'll take however long it takes. It's going to take as long as it takes, Athena. I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. On three, then. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead and make me some resisted smarts rolls. Yeah. Well, let me let me make sure that I have these. That I get my plus four right. You do. Mm -hmm. And these are things that you can Benny. Nine. He puts his hands on um, either side of your temples, mm -hmm. like right around where your circlet is, and he is looking you in the eyes, and you can see his pupil. Uh, First, it dilates and becomes very wide, and then it contracts very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and as you're watching, you remember when you faced Benicia in Strickland's Mance, and she had given you the mental command, and you begin to feel your vision tunnel and slowly moving in. And as this happens, you feel, uh, conversely, your circlet begin to heat up until it becomes hot, hot, red hot, and uh, Silas moves his hands off, and he goes, Oh, God, I'm sorry. No, no, it's all right. We knew this was a possibility. Let's, um, let's give it a moment, and we'll try again. He kind of sucks on his fingers and goes, oh, That smarts. Well, um, you said you've been, how long, you've only been back, what, a day now, is that right? Mm-hmm. And you said you got to see your family. Yeah. And how are they? They're good. I'm glad to hear that. I don't. Well, I, he, I don't. He, I don't think he, he didn't like know your family yeah. or anything like that. I'm sure they're very happy to have you around again. I'm very happy to be around again. That's good. Silas, I don't mean to be rude or that this is a man more personal question, but I noticed um your eye and your hair is a little different now. Yes. To. Does that have to do with 
I, well, I saw my mom today and she used to have red eyes and red hair and I came back and she's, she's all gray now. And I don't know what happened. No one's telling me what happened. And I've never seen anything like it before. Ah, uh, well, she's, um, Ori, is mm -hmm. she? Yeah. Um, well, in rare cases, I, I have read cases about shock, trauma, things of these nature, um, that can have a physical effect, of course, with anyone, mental and physical, they're tied together. More so with the Ori, you know, the, the eye color, the hair color, representative of their status as linked individual. So especially for someone like her, I know she worked as Nixian for many years. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's a separation. Maybe the trauma drained some of that away. I don't know, Athena. I just want to, I want to help her, but I don't know what I can do. Well, if it is what we think it might be, and trauma, grief, that sort of thing. You you being here is uh, as good a start as you could hope for, I think. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Be a good daughter. Show <laughs> her that you love her, and I'm sure in time, if it's meant to come back, it will. Well, I'll do my best. <laughs> you might speak with um, someone who knows more about biology than I do. I think I know somebody. <laughs> Oh, whom would that be? My doctor from last night, uh, Naveen Roja. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dr. Naveen. She is quite talented, yes. Yeah. I think he asks you another question or two just to pass the time, and then, you know, when maybe a minute or two has passed, he goes to try again. He says, well, are you ready to try again? Yeah. Right. Make me another smarts roll, please. I'm gonna need to Benny that one. Ooh, what did you get? A two and a wait. It would have been a six. Why? On account of plus four. Oh, do you want to stick with a six? I mean, is that a success still? This is a contested roll. Oh. You're trying to beat his oh, rolls. Oh, oh, oh. Do you feel that a yeah, six? Yeah, I would like to okay. roll again. He seems like a big brain boy. He, he is quite literally the Oculus. Yeah, I'm that gonna is roll his, again. That is his thing. Yep. I'm gonna Benny that. Yeah, I'll Benny that again. It's an important role. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, thank you. I'll let the rolls stand. 17. 17. Very nice. Yeah. Beat his 10. Oh, thank God. Alright, um. <laughs> with that high of a roll and a success with a raise. I think basically the same thing happens, except it heats up even faster this time, and he burns his hand, and this time his he kind of smacks his finger to his head and he goes, ah. Oh, well, um... Are you okay? I, yes, I'm fine. Just a bit of feedback. Um, you certainly seem to have done a good job, and um, I don't know that I'll be getting in there. Athena, if I can't get a proper read to ensure you're clean, so to speak... It's difficult for me to justify recommending your re-entry into our ranks, especially on short notice like this. It's... Are you quite certain there's nothing you can do to assist me in this? I... I don't... I don't know. I can't turn it off. I don't know what I can do to help you. Mm. Can I... Is there anything I can... I can... 
tell you or show you. I don't know. Oh, you can show me with your head. <laughs> yeah. That's what I need to get. If you can't, then you can't, and we'll try to think of something else. Okay. He sort of rubs his chin for a minute. Could I cast empathy? Sure. Eleven. Eleven's a cast of the rays. So you stare at him, and he he he's kind of flicking his hand in the air, you know, like he just burned it, so mm -hmm. he's doing that. And he starts to pace, and he's rubbing the scruff on his chin as he walks back and forth in front of the, the Cori energy wall. And as you're watching him, you see the aura start to billow out, and it's centered mostly on his head. Mm -hmm. The light that comes out is like a deep blue, and it's shifting pretty quickly. Different shades of blue, it moves to green, even to yellow. And as you're watching the colors change, you're looking at his face, and you can see his expression kind of going around too. So his face is scrunching up, his eyes are sort of darting around as he's thinking. And the color changes a couple more times. You haven't really seen anything like this before. It doesn't seem super far off base, but people's colors don't usually change this much. Huh. Um, so you do get plus two to your attempts to socially interact with him, persuasion, taunt, intimidate, whatever. Mm -hmm. And as you're watching right before the aura starts to fade, I think it becomes a bright yellow and he turns with a smile and he says, I have an excellent idea. And he sort of rolls his fingers in the air as he's looking around and then he points at your hand and he says, your braces, those braces you have. My gauntlets? Do you not? Athena, gauntlets cover the hands. Braces don't. Those are braces. Um. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> let's not. Let's not dwell on it. Yes, you've you've kept that with you all this time. Mm-hmm. You used to wear those when you were back here. Yeah. They allowed you to keep them. Well, I couldn't get them off of me. Well, very good. Then come over here. Okay. And you take a step closer, and he um, he says, I might not be able to get into your mind, but I can, um, read objects. You know, I can um, look at an object's history to see uh, where it's been, the things it's done, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. <laughs> this is pretty bad. Athena's <laughs> <clears throat> freaking the fuck out. <laughs> and he, um, let me make a roll for him. And as you watch, he, uh, he places his hands on uh, your left bracer. And he's holding it with both hands. And you see his eyes flicking back and forth, much like they did a moment ago. Uh, and they go faster and faster until they snap shut, and you can still see them moving behind the eyelid. And um, his breathing quickens, and his head starts to nod back and forth a little bit, and kind of turn at odd angles, and his head twitches like he can hear something. And um, after maybe about a minute, he pulls back and he says, mm. And he takes a long moment to look back at you, and he says, I can feel that there's been much pain and much anguish. These braces are surrounded by death. And he paces a bit. There is death, pain, and blood. And he stops and turns to you and his eyes are narrow and he says, I saw you run a man through. And a woman. 
dressed in red, and his eyes are far away, almost like looking above and past you. The red man and the red woman. Who were they, Athena? They were... they were who were keeping me. Hmm. The woman was Benicia, the man was Dietrich Strickland. Roll Persuade, I'll give you a plus two on this one. because It is true! They weren't keeping you. That's yeah. That's a lie. That's, you so, know what? That is a so lie. So there, this is this is a good lie because it has grains yeah. of truth. Can I Benny that? You can Benny that. I rolled a ten. And he'll nod at that and pace a little bit more. And he says, "There were others before them. A man on a motorcycle, guards in a secure facility. What about them? What about the others? Who?" The others, your braces, Athena. There are more. There are. There are. It's. There's death. Death follows you. I mean, could it have been from the job years back? He turns and looks at you and he says, I think not. I don't remember. Roll me another persuade or performance. This one, I'll say no penalty or bonus to. Okay. Because it's it, it's a valid argument based on the story that you've contrived. Uh-huh. And I think he's willing to believe that as a possibility. Damn, you fucking blown up here. Eleven. Jesus, okay. Didn't stand a chance. <laughs> Poor Oculus didn't stand a chance that day. Alright, and he uh, rubs at his eyes and says, Athena... Mental manipulation is is not an exact science. It's um it's often dangerous, dirty work um, that only the most despicable sink to. And I can't imagine the trials that you must have endured over your time there. Um, Do you think they were using me? And I just I don't remember. Was I a weapon? I don't know, Athena. But I can't get in to verify it, and your bracers tell a story written in red. Um. I am confident that uh, if I am not able to penetrate your mind, it would be quite difficult for other less talented individuals. Allow myself a modicum of modesty for a moment. <laughs> But I cannot tell if I, I do not detect the presence of any lingering interference. But it's possible I haven't gotten a good read, so to speak, because of... And he sort of holds his palm and just wakes a circle, or, like, in your head area. Uh, well, what does it look like if you saw it? Um... Sort of depends on the individual that made the alterations. It's, uh, like I said, it's not an exact science, Athena. It's, um, the mind is infinitely complex and convoluted, and each individual is so different from the other that formula is not really part of the equation, but, um, clouds, mists, uh, I, I don't know how you view these things. They're usually... The mind interprets information through a lens by which it can perceive, 
the way you view another's mind is different than the way I view another's mind. There are distortions. There are things that don't make sense. Disruptions in the pattern. Do you um, understand? I, th I think so. You can look at someone, and if you... If you can see their mindscape, their pattern, their aura, whatever you want to call it, however you perceive it, there are distortions. And the distortions that are left are dependent upon what has been changed, what has been affected, and the individual who is poking around. Hmm. Similarly, style is different for Silux as well. Not everyone has such a subtle hand. I think he's like holding out one of his hands and kind of <laughs> looking at it, yeah, <laughs> looking <laughs> a little self-indulgent. <laughs> so, I think you're in the clear, but I can't tell you much more than that. If you're seeing these ripples or this fog or whatever, does that mean I'm still being like actively altered? Is it? Do you see any? Does that mean I'm okay if it's gone? Like, wouldn't I, would I be able to remember what I did once it was over? Well, again, this is all dependent on the individual and sort of the methods they've used. But typically, um, there are different types of mind-altering um, psionics. They could have altered a memory, tampered with it. Um, they could have taken a memory deleted it entirely from your mind, um, I would be inclined to think that if they had taken the memories, just removed them entirely, you would have no recollection of what occurred. But if they had altered the memories, simply changed things that happened or altered certain details, maybe there would be a specific stimulus or trigger that would allow you to remember them. It's difficult to say. The mind is different. Um, some work with more finesse than others, there's really no way to know, Athena. Okay. But that being the case, I wouldn't dwell on it too much. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> there's very little that can be done. Okay, well maybe... Maybe I'll figure out how this works eventually. Who's to say? And he flops back into his chair and leans back and kicks his feet up onto the desk and just takes off his glasses, puts them down, and rubs his eyes. Um, Silas, I'm sorry. This has been such a trying afternoon for you. <laughs> <laughs> trying? Athena, this is... This is a strange situation, to be sure, but this is not even close to the most <laughs> stressful part of the job. It's nice to see an old friend, an old work fellow, you know it is. Yeah. Um, you had questions earlier. What can I tell you? What would you like to know? Um, no one's really filled me in with how the city's changed. They've told me it's changed, and then they changed the subject. <laughs> well, yes, the city's changed in some ways. Um, progress marching ever forward. We are surrounded in many ways, on all sides, by organizations and things that wish to displace us or change our way of life. Corp has more influence than they have had in the past. I think she looks a little, like, not guilt- sheepishly, maybe? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Silas looks at you with tired, smiling eyes and says, Sins of the fathers, Athena, 
We all carry burdens delegated by others, whether or not it was their intention. Yeah, that's true, huh? <laughs> you cannot control them even if you would wish to. Like all leaders, um, Darius believes that he is doing what is right for his people. People who chose him to lead them. I can't strictly fault him for that. There was a time when we needed Olaricorp. We needed their resources and their reach and their connections to the surface. I mean, that's that's why families traveled to the surface in the first place. I mean, your grandmother, she was, her family was one of the earliest to go and reestablish contact. Just because you don't go into the family business doesn't mean you're free of it. Just ask Tuka. I, I might not. That might be wise. Far be it from me to throw stones. But we find ourselves in a position now where Valercorp has taken such a large portion of our, our land, our resources, that it is difficult for us to become self-sufficient. How would we even get rid of them if we wanted to? They have too much influence, more than they've ever had. And it is our duty as regulators to keep all of the citizens, the inhabitants safe. We cannot discriminate against them in that way. Nor should we, I think. But that is one problem. Um, Sato Novi uh, now has a seat on the council as well. They they handle shipping, imports, exports, you know. Uh, communications with the surface. Open channels are more open than they've ever been. Deliveries around the city. Newspapers. Monitors. Hollow programs. Everything. It's communication. They are more toppers than they've ever been. I did notice that. That's, that's the way of things. Not hard to pick out. No, they're not. He falls silent for a moment, just turning to watch the the wall of Cory energy just drift past and interact, and he has a small smile on his face. It's beautiful, by the way. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Such a such a beautiful thing that can provide us with so many opportunities, but cause so many widespread problems for a generation of people. Well, a lot of these generations of people wouldn't exist without it, so... Well, you speak the truth. We've benefited. I mean, we... Yeah. He taps his head, says, I don't know how, who I would be. Me either. I don't wish for things to be any different. But uh, as all resources, we'll fight over it. It's just how things are. And the Cory has brought us as many curses as blessings, I think. And his face gets a little more solemn and he says, oh, The toppers might not care and they might destroy and expend our resources, embitter our own citizens. And we can't keep them locked up, keep killing them or throwing them to work in the mines. It isn't sustainable. But things stir in the deeps, Athena. You know the sort of creatures that roam in the darkness ever-changing, ever-changing, vicious, hungry, driven by pure instinct and the energy and the abilities that Cory mutated into them, just as it did with all of us. And they knock at our gates from below, kept at bay by the dedication and the valor of the Cassians. They always seem to be more. All it takes is one slip-up, one time, and he holds up a finger. One malfunction, one set of gates doesn't close, and who knows what could happen. It's not a constant threat, but it's ever-present. It's looming. And he sort of trails off and he says, We are 
Fortunate they've not developed higher thought processes. If they were smarter, if they could think, there's no telling what could happen. How do we know they aren't? We don't. We never do. We hope, and we prepare, and we kill anything that comes too close. But that's its not what we worry about. We worry about what's in the city, not outside of it. <sighs> well, mostly. Mostly. We have cause to be more suspicious of the surface than we have in the past. We've taken to keeping informants. Hmm. Inquisitors sent on missions to gather information, um, disband falsehoods. With Satonovi controlling the influx of information coming in, going out of the city... You don't know what's the truth. We don't. Can't fully trust what the Tapas are telling us. They could tell us that the, the Zero has come back, that the mm. thaw has ended. How would we know? Well, if you have any questions, they always had the news going in the room over for me, so... Yes, the news. The news mm -hmm. that is controlled by Sato Novi. <laughs> yeah, probably was, huh? It is. It's not a matter of the past, it's a matter of the present. This is what is happening, Athena. This is our city. We are surrounded by falsehoods, misinformation, the bait and switch, the... The rose-tinted goggles that like to pull over our eyes. And us, specifically. Me, the Oculus, the Inquisitors. We have to sift through it all. We have to find the truth. We have to keep people safe while we do it. With murders on the rise and crime rampant as ever, we are running out of resources and time. And he sort of grabs his hair and waves it and he says, You think this is natural? Well, I wasn't going to say anything. Ugh. He waves a hand and he says, I don't know how Davith kept his head that beautiful, lustrous gold for so long. He... It was nice. <laughs> well, he made his choice. I suppose he went to find... And he holds a hand out to you and he says, I suppose he went to find... Um... I suppose he went to find Joel. We were friends. They never came back, so... One more resource we no longer have access to. But the new god picks it up, keeps carrying it forward. I do have a question. Yes? Who's the new proctor? Oh. Well, new, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> new, yes, it has been quite a few years. Um, Reitz, or Let Reitz, is the proctor. Oh, okay. He tilts his head. She what, scratches her neck. <laughs> what is that face? Um, nothing. It's fine. She s smiles, pinched. He sort of narrows his eyes but gives you a knowing look. As you say, get along with her, Athena. She's the one who calls your shots now. I mean, I, I'd i like to. I mean, I never thought it was kind of like a, a, you know, it's fine. Mm. She's effective. She's, she cares. She cares about her people. She gets the job done. She is efficient. We need efficiency. We need decisive action and <laughs> well I think Rasmus will handle all the decisive action we could ever want so we are <laughs> equally fortunate to have her in our corner yeah that's true although I'd hate to ever be on her bad side don't tell her I said that <laughs> I won't she's like a viper you can't show weakness in front of her gods forbid <laughs> oh <sighs> shit so um I, I did meet Bolt Bulig. Um, 
Is he actually pacification? Because I can't see Rasmus tolerating that whole business. He is. It's a complicated political landscape, Athena. Yeah, it As seems I've... to be. <laughs> Bolt Bulig was the bargaining chip that bought temporary peace between Olaire Corp's clamoring executives and regulation. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Following the incident with Regulator Sato, right, relations right. were quite strained. Yeah. Bolt Bulig was their poster child for what Olera Corp and Sato Novi can do for you. Is he someone's son too? Undoubtedly, but first and foremost, he was employed and brought to the city as uh, an immigrant, as many did, and um, lived here for long enough that he could become a regulator. Such standard processes. And after he'd become one, was on duty for so long, he was the perfect pawn they needed. <laughs> so their price was to put someone in good standing who could represent their values and make all the toppers think they've done a bang-up job <laughs> into the limelight. And it was, at the time, a small price to pay. At the now, time? <laughs> property damage is not insubstantial. Yeah, Someone needs to pay for it, otherwise it takes time and effort to send links out to repair the damage with stoneworking, metalworking, things like that. It's time and energy. Mm -hmm. It's a headache, but he is powerful. There have been incidents where he came in useful for a massive show of force, if nothing else. So, underestimate him at your own risk. And don't... I wasn't underestimating him, I was just questioning. Don't stand in front of him if he is moving at a high velocity. Oh, I think I get the picture. Mm. Um... Not one they'll show you on the monitors. No, it Tell wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Oh, God. Well, regardless. Well, you seem to be in your right mind to me. For whatever that's worth. Well, thank you. Yes. Um, I would pass along my recommendation, and really, I do have the final say. So you've had your physical, and you've had your psychological, so... Are you a gambler, Athena? Me? Yes. I've been known to dabble. Well, usually it's a foolish pursuit for vanity and thrill, but sometimes when all other options have been <laughs> expended, a gamble is all that remains. Well, if you stack the deck, it might increase your chances of winning. <laughs> You're not wrong on that. Well, I think everything's cleared. Whew. Welcome back. Thanks, I was worried for a while. Well, don't stop now. <laughs> yeah, I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. He scratches his nose and says, What are your plans now? What do you, what do you want to do? I mean, it's something I've thought about every day for the past however many years. Um, seven. Seven, yeah. Seven years, three months, 17 days. You are good at that. He kind of lazily shrugs, like <laughs> it, it means nothing to him. He's just yeah. like, um, it's like, I don't know, stating it's hot out. It's dark in here. I just want to go back to what remains of my old life. Pick it back up. Make a new one. 
you know? I can only imagine. Yes, um, we, as I said, we need help like yours now more than ever. What can I do? Well, that portion isn't really up to me. You are a regulator, not an inquisitor, not yeah. a pacifier. You fall under the jurisdiction of Proctor Reitz. Um, I imagine that uh, she'll want to speak with you and assign you from there. But, and he shrugs. I don't want you to get the wrong impression about me and Reitz. Um, we used to do Shazad back in the day. He puts his hands up and he says, oh, I remember. Oh, you came and watched? Mm, didn't say that. Oh. What is that? Did you compete? No. Oh. <laughs> me? Are you <laughs> serious? You never know. The masks. Uh, she makes a little a little domino mask shape with her fingers. concerned with my ability to disguise my identity than I am with my ability to throw punches and take them. <laughs> I'm not built for that at the moment. Mm. I'm a scholar. I'm an academic. I, well, maybe not as much anymore, but I... I look through minds as much as I look through books. Mm. It's duller than you think it is. Really? Yes. Mm. And you imagine the average person. What do you think they think about on a regular basis? I'm hungry. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I want to fuck something. Use your imagination. It's... I don't tedious. think I even have to. It's, it's all right there. It's tedious to look for one thing at a time. Ugh. And he just rubs his temples and you, you feel like you can see his hair getting a little gray oh, as you're no. Can I sneakily cast empathy one more time to see if his colors are still shifting like that? Yeah, I mean you don't you don't have to be sneaky about it necessarily. Like cool. if you're just if your thing doesn't have a visual thing. It doesn't. I'm fine I with think that. her eyes just they contract. I think that makes sense. And it sense. slits more, but like... Sure. Well, you can have that. Okay. A uh, Benjamin. Oh. A whole Benjamin Wyatt. Eight. Eight is a cast with a raise. Nice. So you're just looking at him again? Mm-hmm. I think it's gone... It's It's gone back to a shade of blue, his mm -hmm. aura. It's not as deep blue as it was before. It's like a... Maybe like a turquoise, sort of. And it's that same color. It just stays that color. So he rubs at his temple. I'd like to maybe lean forward in the chair a little bit and say, Silas, if you need anything, like even off off duty, just let me know. Roll a persuade for my benefit. For mm -hmm. something unrelated and all. Seven. Seven, okay. You say that and he... Uh, he puts his glasses back on, and he's still leaning back in his chair, and he looks over at you, and he, he gives you a, a genuine, tired, but warm smile, and he says, I do appreciate that, Athena. I don't know what it might be, or when, or where, or why, but if I have something that I think you can assist with, I will be sure to let you know. Thank you. Okay. Do you need anything? I know this has been... It's very heroic of you to come to my rescue, <laughs> even... After you've walked out of the jaws of captivity, but... I mean, that's kind of my thing, isn't it? Escaping captivity? Well, no, but, you know, regulators were supposed to... We're supposed to help. So, I do. Oh, if you don't mind carrying my groceries for me. 
Do you want to help you cross the street, too? Mm, I'm not an old woman. I'm just mm. tired and lazy. Well, there's that. Yes. No, I, I do appreciate it, though. Mm. But, um, and he pulls open a drawer and he pulls a little clock out and looks at it and he says, I did ask, um, Olette if she would stick around for a little bit, just in the hopes that our meeting would go well. Oh, okay. Um, so if you'd like to go and talk with her, I'm sure she can help you figure out next steps and where you might fit into this grand picture <laughs> of... And he kind of flounders and waves his hand and says... Entropy and disappointment. <laughs> Damn, Silas. <laughs> what, you wanted a real answer? I did. You one. Call it a professional courtesy from a time working together. Mm. Well, Oculus Boz, I appreciate you carving out some time from your day. No, it's no trouble, Athena. <sighs> I just could go see Reitz. Is she down the hall? Where I don't know where She's on a different floor. Is she in Joel's old office? Yes. Okay. I'm sure you know how to find it. I do. Well, um, and he holds up his little tablet and he does sort of like a spiraling finger where he like traces it in circles through the air and then brings it down and, and taps it and it makes a little beep and he says, And there's my recommendation. Mm -hmm. So you are free to go and speak to the proctor, determine your next steps, whatever you need. Feel free to contact me. Etc. Etc. And so the wheel turns. <laughs> so the wheel turns. Yes. It's good to see you, Athena. It's good to see you too. Welcome back. Thanks. I hope things go the way you want them to. Well, they and rarely do, but it's a nice hope. Yes. Well, I hope you find what you're looking for. Thank you. And he nods and he'll stand up and walk over to the door with you. I follow him. He opens the door gentlemanly and, uh, walks to stand by the glass cylinder in the center and he looks back to you and he says take care now and um as he turns back to look at the wall there is that same reflective sheen on his glasses as mm. he is bathed in the orange light and the doors close behind you you head back the way you came through the offices and onto the elevator. Mm-hmm. You step into the spiraling elevator and the door is shut. You are left standing alone in the low light. I jam the button a million times for Joel's old office. Just, just, oh God. That's what I'm doing. So Athena's got quite a bit to tumble around in her head while she's freaking the fuck out in this elevator. Um, like, why didn't Pavi tell her that Silas was the Oculus and that Davith, like, isn't even here anymore? Just gone, perhaps? Went to the surface? But he knew Joel wasn't up there. So, why would he go do that? Where is he? She's just trying to, she's got her eyes crushed closed and she's focusing and she's trying to, trying to connect these dots and Davith isn't even here anymore? And Athena was kind of afraid... For all those years of coming back and then he'd you know come and find her so that rug kind of got pulled out from under her a little bit and now she doesn't quite know what to do with herself but then there's like all this other shit happening too god damn so joel's not here anymore and davith's somewhere 
so the only one that Athena knows was for sure there, besides those cloak people, is Rasmus. So how does she get to her is the thing. I guess that's her new goal. Cool. Yep. And eventually, blessedly, the elevator comes to a stop with a ding, and the door is open, releasing you. And I'm out. Uh, when you exit, you pad the familiar path to what was once Joel's office, and no one really pays you much mind as you walk and catch snippets of conversation as you go, mentions of drugs, shipping, confiscations, other infractions, just cop talk. Cop talk. And after a short walk, you find yourself in front of the double doors leading to the proctor's office. It looks just like the Oculus's office. It's been quite a few years since you've been here. Yeah, it has. She knocks once, twice, thrice. There is a stern voice that resonates from the other side, and it says, Enter. I do. You walk in, and the layout is basically the same. Uh, this room does not have the cylindrical glass with the quarry in the middle, although there is a wall at the back that has basically the same scape of crystals and goo and bubbles. All that good stuff. What color is this one? Same colors. Same colors? Yep. Cool. Which is to say, the goo is orange, but everything else is multicolored. Proctor Alette Reitz is a human woman with light russet skin, dark brown shoulder-length hair, matching dark brown eyes, and a string of yellow band tattoos looping her hairline and down her arms. Her expression is calculating, maybe a bit mistrustful, and almost always severe. Well, well, I guess it really is true. Didn't believe it at first, you know, that you were back. The conduit in the flesh. <laughs> well, if it isn't Lady Paramount. Couldn't forget about you after all these years. It's kept you close. And she taps under her jacket where there's a very badly healed scar. We should wear our scars like badges of pride, lest we repeat our mistakes. I'm inclined to agree with you. But, uh, man, I'm excited to get back to the shard. Hmm. But that's not why I'm here. Um. She flips a folder closed and steeples her fingers and leans forward and stares at you. In, in a, like a very passive expression. Mm -hmm. Um, I just saw the Oculus. I guess I'm reinstated, as it were. Um, what can I do? Put me to work. I'm ready to ready to go. Sooner the better, maybe. And she she nods at that and she pulls out a separate file and she says, Well, I've got the report right here. And I know the Oculus has just completed his recommendation for you. Mm-hmm. And she thumbs through it and her expression is mild. So, seven years. Living on the surface. Working as a slave, was it? Yeah, I wouldn't super call it living. Um, surviving, existing, or phrases I would use. Mm -hmm. uh, go ahead and roll persuade. Just to persuade. God damn, these five Nine. Nine, okay. I wouldn't wish that life on anyone. Yeah. Yeah. She stands up. Alette Reitz is dressed in the standard regulator uniform. Uh, she has the badge pinned to her left um, chest area and it's the same yellow like, like about her clavicle perhaps yeah, yeah like clavicle level 
and it's the same yellow as the standard regulator badge, but the crystals are coming from the ceiling instead of the floor, just like Silas's was for the Oculus. And she stands, and she puts her hands behind her and looks at the wall of Cory energy. Regardless of what you've been through, it doesn't matter. If you're in my division, you're going to stand on your own feet. Of course. No excuses, no bullshit. Get the job done, or you're gone. Yes. She turns to you. Stop talking. I don't care whose pet you are now, Sedaris. She cocks her head at her. First it was Shin. Now maybe it's Vaz. It doesn't matter. Vaz's recommendation gets you in the door. My recommendation is what lets you stay. No favoritism is going to help you here. No granddaddy to sweet talk or pull strings. No special cushion to sit on at the proctor's feet. You'll do the job, or you won't. Clear? Yes, Proctor. Hmm. Should be liberating for you. It's the first real test with no safety net. Am I allowed to talk? Please, by all means. Well, it should be... it should be interesting for all of us. (laughs) I'd like to activate empathy. Okay. A gentlewoman's four. (laughs) Four? Okay, four is a success. So you stand and you watch Reeks pacing back and forth, and her aura has a pulse to it. It's like, uh, it thrums, it's full of energy, just she's clearly at least a little worked up right now. Um, red is the predominant color, oranges and yellows swirling in, um, and the longer you watch, you notice that there is a fog similar to the one that you saw in Pavi drifting through the aura, but this one seems to be laced with that same red energy. And... You're watching her walk, mm-hmm. and you activate empathy, and she turns around and she says, Think fast. And she flicks a cube in, like, from her hip. Uh-huh. She flicks it at your face. Oh. And I am going to ask you to make a smarts roll at minus two. Smarts roll? Smarts roll. Okay. I did fail, but I do have another Benny. You have one more Benny? Is yeah. that your last Benny? I don't know how many you have left. You gave me one from burning the coupons, so mm-hmm. I have one more. So you have two left. No, I have one more after this one I'm going to use right, right now. Yeah. Okay, so you have two right, right now. Right, right. Yeah. But now I have one. I said I'm re-rolling. Well, I guess there goes my last one. You're using your last one to yeah. re-roll again? All right. Oh, fuck. Don't you fuck me again. Yeah. Oh, did you get... Okay. Seven. <laughs> All right, so here's what happens. She got a two and a one, so mm. still good. So she flicks the cube at your face, and it's it's flying fast. And as this is happening, I think maybe your empathy, instead of distracting you, actually helps here because you, oh. you see a shift in her pattern, and like a, a massive pulse goes out, and she flicks it with her one hand, and you see her other hand reach behind her and pull out a hand crossbow, and she aims it at your chest and pulls the trigger. Oh, shit! as the cube is flying your face. So you see both of these things happening and you can react accordingly. What do you do? Athena yanks her legs up, kind of turtling in and Mm. crosses her arms and makes a big old shield. Gotcha. Okay. Like a little turtle. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so you do that and um, there are two impacts. The first one is the ting of the cube crystal bouncing off. And the second one is a dull thrum that hits the shield and goes and kind of rings it like a gong. Good. Still have a bit of an edge at least. I think you'll find it sharper than ever. And she takes down the shield. You look on the ground and the bolt she fired has no tip. It's it's just like a blunt. <sighs> it's a blunt thing. Well, 
That was either some fancy cage or you at least kept something of yourself in there. Well, to escape you need a certain amount of determination. Hmm. I suppose so. Um, so it might be of regulator interest. Krell, he was supplying or distributing for Dietrich Strickland, the guy who was keeping me. I, that's all I know, but it's a name, it's a start. I only I'm... saw him once or twice on a hollow. It's... Hmm. We'll look into it. You stay out of it. Sure. Not my business anymore. I'll tell you what your business is. Well, Sedaris, we do need extra bodies. So, if you can follow orders and not go showboating, maybe we have a place for you. But I don't care how well you passed his examination. Nobody walks away from seven years of captivity fine after two or three days. So take another week, get your priorities in order, and then uh, you're starting on the night shift. Okay. Where am I going to be? Well, it gives me a couple of days to figure that out, doesn't it? That's fair. And her, her expression changes a little bit. She almost looks a little concerned, and she says, Sedaris, maybe you should look into another line of work. Or do you have time? Uh, Trained as Nixian, didn't you? That's kind of why I was kidnapped. Why do you say that? Well, because no matter what you're showing here, severe trauma, there's no telling. Just take some time and think about it. Let your mind settle. I will. Um, well, for what it's worth, seems like you're doing a good job, and I think Joel would be real proud, but that's not for me to say. I guess uh, if I'm dismissed, I'll head on out. I think you say specifically that Joel would be proud, and her expression immediately hardens, and she says, Get the fuck out of my office. Joel Shin is in the past. I, I guess he is. I think she'll leave it there and... Let you leave. And Reed's calls from behind you. One week, Sedaris. Seven days. Come back with your head on straight. Or... And she aims the empty crossbow at you and pulls the trigger. And there's just a click. You might as well retire early. Noted, Proctor. Thank you. And she leaves. It's like a Godfather shot where we're looking into the office and we see Reitz at the far end with the wall of Cory behind her and her aura still billowing in Athena's eyes as Athena walks through the double doors and out of frame and the doors swing shut. Thank you for listening to this episode of Neon Heat. Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group. You can find them and their products online at peginc.com. You can find our website at rpgforyouandme.com, which we update weekly with new episodes, character art, and bios. All music used is created and performed by Crockett. We are so grateful to them for letting us feature their work with permission. You can find them online at crockett.bandcamp.com and on Twitter, at Crockett80s. This episode has a special composition by Busted Boot Music that can be found at bustedboot.bandcamp.com. You can find our show on Twitter, at rpg for you and me and you can find Allie on Twitter, at UCTheHat, where she posts art from the show. And as I am absent from all social media, 
You can find me exclusively on our Patreon Discord server, which you can find at patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. Any support means the world to us, and it makes it easier for us to make more quality content for you. If you enjoy our show, the best way you can let us know is with a five-star review on the podcast listening platform of your choice. If you like what you heard here, you should check out Sounds Like Crows, which is an actual play podcast set in the Savage World's Deadlands Reloaded setting. It's a story about five brothers on a quest for revenge in the supernatural Wild West, and it encouraged us to get moving on our own production. The cast is outstanding, and the audio and editing quality is cinematic and top-notch. Caleb Sunstead, the marshal and showrunner, is extremely talented and dedicated. Thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us. And we'll see you next week.